Welcome to the Tesla Talks podcast for, what is it, the third week? Yeah, the third third week or fourth week, I've lost track, of July. It's the dead of summer. It's hot, humid, and uh, sweaty here. Luckily, I'm down in the basement. I've got uh, a full panel tonight, and i got a special guest. We're going to skip all the way to the bottom right of your corner here. We've got a special guest tonight. His name is Mark. Mark, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me, Dax. appreciate it. No problem. We're going to get into uh, what Mark's all about and his little background and history and stuff like that in a little bit. I just want to welcome our other two basically staples of the show, Franklin from uh, The Mother Frunker and uh, Ryan from Nerds for Hire. Nice of, of you guys to join us tonight. Guys. I go by a different name tonight. Yeah, tonight. Okay, for any of our uh, podcast listeners at home, uh, we have little name tag banners at the bottom, the bottom third, I guess you could say. And uh, Franklin has um, has quickly realized off air before we started the show that uh, out of the four of us, he is the one person that hasn't seen the Cybertruck in person yet. So yeah, he's unfair. He's a- He's a little sour about it. Yeah, not gonna lie, he's a little sour. <laughs> but uh, we're we're trying to get his hopes up and uh, you know talk him off the ledge. But you know what? You you could say that you could be sour all you want. You're hmm. inside a Tesla right now, buddy. Oh, it's man. true. Yeah. If you yeah. caught it at the beginning, I think uh, as we were going live, Marcos, you're in the passenger seat, so that's where I am. Yes. Yes, you, know? you are. Yeah. yeah. With the door open, of course. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Don't swivel <laughs> that chair in the background, though. <laughs> thanks for uh, uh joining me on the podcast guys uh like i always said i can't do this by myself i could and i might try it one week uh when i'm lonely and stuff like that, but i don't think it'll be the same I'll, I'll probably it'll probably be like a 15 minute podcast and i'll be like i'll sign off all depressed <laughs> uh let's get straight to we've got a, a bunch of news that we want to get to and stuff like that i i missed it last week uh it's, this is the summer schedule where we go every two weeks i think that has been pretty much the the schedule I've been doing for the last four or five podcasts since it's gotten warm in the summers here and we're all busy and stuff like that. So I may stick to it. And then as the weather gets um, colder and we get stuck inside more, we'll go back to the weekly podcast. So if you're trying to join, join in and find some kind of pattern to the show, guys at home or girls at home, there is a pattern. It may not be clear, but it is a pattern. But let's before we get to the news, let's talk to our special guest, something we do uh, all the time on, on this show. Whenever we get a special guest, we take a few minutes before the show and just get to know them. Just find out, you know, who they are, where they're from, what got them, you know, into Tesla and stuff like that. So without any further ado, Mark, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So I'm, I've been in the Tesla community for a couple of years on Twitter. And before that, I wasn't super like a ultra Tesla fan, but I had kind of seen like the Model S at some car shows, like the International Auto Show that comes to the Bay Area. So I had seen the Model S, but it wasn't really my, just a little too big for what I would want and seemed too expensive for me at the time. But fast forward a few years later, and uh, there's a lot of talk of the Model 3 when it was coming out. I wasn't really looking at it at that point because it seemed like a lot of people, it just seemed like a lot of hype. So I kind of uh, just put that on the back burner. And then I kind of started seeing around late 2018 that there were a lot of deals coming up with the Model 3, like free supercharging. Oh, yeah. So then I was investigating that, watching a lot of YouTube videos, so kind of studying the Model 3 for a couple months. And then finally pulled the trigger and got mine in March of 2019, the Model 3 performance. So... Yeah, it's been 
pretty fun, I would say, and kind of been an obsession to some degree with oh, regard yeah. to Twitter and or just learning everything about Tesla. It's, it's Yeah, I mean, we all know anyone that's watching, uh, the four of us can all attest that when you first get your Tesla, uh, no matter what it is, it's exciting and it changes your whole life. Did, did, is it safe to say, because I've said this before and I always, uh, you know, preface it when I say that it sounds corny to say that it changes your life, but did you feel that it changed your life when you got your, your Model 3? Yeah, I would say it's so different than a different than a regular car, like a gas car. Yeah. It's kind of a different experience. Okay. Like it's so like quiet and fast. And just Is this, was this your first EV? It was my first EV as well. Yeah, I had a Mazda 3 before. Oh, I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask what, what you drove before. That's something I, I want to start asking people before uh, as they come on, like what you drove before. You know what? Franklin, what did you drive before? Pontiac G5. Ryan, what did you drive before? Integra. Integra? Of course. Dax, what, what did you drive it? before? What did I drive before? I drove um, a... Bus. No, I, I drove a, a, a RAV4. Yes, yeah, your other EV, remember? Oh, sorry. Yeah, what am I thinking? Yes, Bef yeah. After the Rav Four, I had a <laughs> Kia Soul EV, which was sometimes my first. I was going to say sometimes your friends know you better than your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Thanks, Ryan. I, I totally forgot that. Yeah, I had a, a Kia Soul EV, and it was awesome. It was my first entry, uh, putting my toes into the um, EV waters, and it was great. It was a great. I, Entry level, I mean, I would say now if you can uh, uh, do the Tesla stretch, definitely go for a Model 3 or a Model Y. But um, if you can't, uh, a Leaf, a, a Soul, EV, what's the other one? The Nero, oh. the, the, Volt, the Bolt or the Volt. Yeah, they're all they're all good cars to, to get you into the habit of charging and get you off uh uh, fossil fuels and stuff like that. Uh, I highly suggest that. So what what kind of Model 3 do you have, Mark? I have a Midnight Silver Metallic uh, Performance. So Ooh. it's almost like to the inch, it's almost the same dimensions as my Mazda 3. It has a black interior, which is also what I had before. So the only difference is just really the speed and the technology. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, it really, they're, they're inches within each other in, in dimensions? Yeah. Wow. I don't know if that's because Franz was the same designer. Oh, but, yeah. But True. Could be. That's what works. How about I'll spacing? I'm going to interject and say, once again, Franklin is left out because we were all. Silver <laughs> um, and he's a red, red one. Yes. Oh, yes. What you mean? Oh, Midnight Silver. Yes. Yes. I was going to say, great choice of color. Uh, and obviously, best trim you can get with the performance. Yeah. I just checked all the boxes. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, that's a little interlude there, <laughs> and you you do something. You have a special app we can just quickly yeah. touch on, and then at the end of the show, you can you can tell us more about it. Yes, you I'm wanted... a developer or basically software engineer for my profession, so kind of interested in just learning more about the car. And I already knew it was kind of a large technology car, so yeah. I was just kind of searching around online and saw that there's a Tesla API. So then I just started interacting with that and seeing what my car was returning, talking to it back and forth. And then I uh, kind of got curious and started tracking stats from my car. So that kind of led into an app that I'm working on called Tesla Tip. So wow. yeah, I'm just kind of trying to uh, improve my driving experience. And it, 
I do quite a bit of road trips to Southern California, which is around like 400, 500 miles. Okay. So like 700 kilometers ish. Yeah. And that kind of, depending on how fast we drive and the elevation, all that kind of stuff, you don't always get the exact range, especially with like not the air, not having the arrow wheels and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I kind of wanted to know initially, am I going to make it to superchargers and such? So this was able to kind of help me with that. Oh, cool. Now I know pretty well how my car works. So sweet. Sweet. Okay. Uh, that's a good little introduction, a little, a little tease of your app. We can talk more about that later in, in the show, but uh, any, any other questions for, for Mark guys, before we uh, get into the uh, Elon sphere news? Um, now let's go straight to Cybertruck talk. I'm excited yeah. to hear from the three of you who've seen it. You yes. Know? <laughs> oh, the jealousy is rampant. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, let's get right into it. Electric, uh, all right, so first time, first place I saw it today may have broke somewhere else. Um, was talking about Elon, and Elon was obviously tweeting and and stuff like that. And they found out that uh, the Cybertruck is going to change the the alloy of it is going to change. So, in a nutshell, we remember when we were at the uh, or we watched the uh, reveal, and they talked about ultra hard thirty x cold roll stainless steel for the for the structure for the skin we all know it's a exoskeleton and stuff like that well now uh there was some kind of uh talk when elon was having in conversation and oh by the way that is supposed to be from spacex steel so everyone was excited for for all all that kind of stuff and i mean it, tell me what you guys think whether it's still exciting or not or, or stuff like that, but let me get to it they were talking about uh how he's going to change uh the method and the forming method and the type of metal to a 304L uh, kind of steel. So I don't know. I don't even, I'm not even, I'll be honest. I don't even, not familiar with the 30X cold rolls stainless steel. So I don't know other than the obvious physical and, you know, visual difference in the numbers but by 304L. I didn't do my research because anyone who listens or watches this show knows how much research I do on these topics before we go live. So they're changing it. Uh, and some guy on Twitter asked, they're, well, they're changing it, all the metals on, I think, all their line of cars. So someone on Twitter named Glenn, Glenn22X, he said, what about the alloy on the Cybertruck? Is that changing too? And Elon's famous in-depth answer was yes. So it spurred up a whole entire article. Now always it's, does. Yeah, it always three does. letters. Three letters or or just a one word thing. Now tell me what you guys think about this. Is this uh, good news or bad news? Like did anyone uh, do the research like I probably should have before I came on here yapping my mouth about uh, 304L stainless steel as opposed to 30x cold roll stainless steel like are, are we good is this going to be a better thing or is it going to still be bulletproof is it still going to be hammer or sledgehammer proof or we are, are they going back a step and we're getting ripped off <laughs> well Ilana said that like when we were as a prototype he, uh, that's always kind of like it always gets improved upon once it goes into production yep so i would assume it's only getting better like maybe i don't know if it's stronger or maybe just easier to manufacture but it was still he said before it was 300 series, so 304. I don't know why that. That's probably not too much different, I would guess. It's a higher number. 
<laughs> unless the ex was, you know, they weren't sure if they were going to use. <laughs> I'm going to sound so stupid here. <laughs> Maybe they weren't sure if it was going to be ultra hard 303 or 302 or 305. And then they just figured out what exactly they're going to use and they called it 304. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'm sounding like an idiot. Ryan, help me out here. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I, I know alloys, but um, like Mark said, I think it's probably it's probably easier to, to work with, and it's pretty common apparently. Using like you know, like uh, pots and tools and stuff like that. So I don't know. Maybe it's just the availability of it. Um, it's easier to work with. That's yeah, yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. I, I from what I heard of you, Ryan, your your audio is still cutting in and out a little bit. So I don't know um, if you want to uh, come out of the chat for a second and come back in. Sometimes that sometimes rectifies the issue. Um, you know, we're going live, so these things happen. I, I totally understand. I don't blame you. Usually, I do blame you for things, but tonight I'm not going to blame you. So I, yeah, I don't know if you want to see what you can do on your end. Maybe, like I said. It, it works sometimes when you come out and you come back in uh, or you reboot your device or something. It's up to you. Um, you, can, you can just be a fly on the wall if, if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, or am I just cutting out? You're, st you're still cutting out. I'll be back. Okay. So on the topic of the, um, the change, uh, Mark brings up a really good point where uh, Elon's always take the stance that what you see – um, okay, so often cars that are shown, or really pretty much anything that's shown in like pre-production, always looks really good. And then when it actually comes to production, things get scaled back and things don't look or function the way uh, it was promised originally. Where Tesla doesn't take that approach. Their approach is like whatever they show you, they're going to offer you at least that or something better. Um, so honestly, I don't know much about uh, alloy or metal or anything it's not my area of expertise by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> um i just know that elon wouldn't be making a change if it's for the worse especially based off everything he stands for so it's not like this is the first car that uh you know tesla's a new company this is their first vehicle i mean they've had plenty of cars that we've seen where it's improved drastically from the first appearance right so uh just for the sake of track record and not me not knowing a whole lot, and just for the sake of Elon's track record, I'm going to go with what Mark said. I'm going to say it's for the better. Um, and, I mean, it's a higher number, so you can't go wrong, right? Higher is better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it yeah, sounds no. dumb, but. No, well, it can't be, sound as dumb as I was uh, saying earlier. But, no, you, you're exactly right. I mean, I can't see this being a negative or a compromise that, like, they're, they're settling for something that, they couldn't promise or deliver that they promised. So uh, as I scroll down a little bit more for uh, anyone watching at home on the YouTube um, video, they talk about it. Electric actually goes into more detail and they talk about it. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but they talk about how it's T300 stainless steel. Uh, the word I don't even can't pronounce 18% chromium, 8% nickel, stuff like that. So they go into, like we're all saying, we're not, alloy experts here or, or metal experts but they go into a little more explanation of what it is so you get you can go to the electric um the one thing article. i wonder is if it's going to make an effect or any have any effect on cost like production cost uh, um well i would think and i'm just thinking out loud here uh i'm thinking if they're doing it that could be another reason that maybe it's cheaper 
Well, I was going to say it's either cheaper, so it's going to be easier to produce, and it's going to give them the same end result, so they're actually saving money, so they can have a higher uh, profit margin. Or uh, it's a better material, like we're all saying, because the number's higher, right? Yeah. Math. And eventually, they're going to have to adjust the Cybertruck uh, prices accordingly, like slightly. Yeah, well, ho- hopefully, you know, they, they, they've always... With all their models that they put out, as we know, they always release the uh, higher production model first and work their way down for, you know, until they they get their production to scale and they bring the lower one out near near the end or when they've uh, mastered their production. But they've never really changed the price that they've promised, as, as far as I know, at least with the 3 and the X and the Y. Uh, I don't know early days with, with the S if they did that, but correct me if I'm wrong for people at home if, if they have, but they've always been true to their word when it comes to prices. It's one big thing that Elon, I think, strives for is um, is not going back on his word when it comes to price. Some may argue with that, with the $35,000 model, uh, $35, model 3, how it was really never, or it was technically, but really never a $35,000 car. We can argue that with all the with all the fudsters and stuff that, but for the for the most part, he's stuck to his uh, his promises. No, well, when I said that, I think maybe the price changes over time. So I'll give an example. Um, if you ordered a Y the first day when it was revealed, the price changed like six months later, and s- some stuff went up or went down, and it didn't affect people already put in their orders. It only affected new orders. Yeah. Right. So that when I said price change, I mean, we might see that eventually where the price does change, but it's according to uh, like all their other cars where they change prices accordingly. Right. Yeah. So that's that's what I meant. Not not that they're going to like ramp up the price on existing orders. Right. I don't <laughs> see them doing that. No, that that would be that would get everyone out of the woodwork. Uh, all the haters out of the woodwork saying, see, I told you so. I told you so. So, yeah, they I, I doubt they'll do that. They, You know what? I think Tesla would, would sooner. And once again, I'm just uh, assuming this. They'd sooner take a loss on initial production on their cars they put out until they can ramp up production and start making a profit, rather than lose their shirt, uh, rather than uh, raise the price. I think that would be worse for them. Yeah, definitely. What do you what, what do you think, Ryan? I just want to hear your uh, audio. Uh, um. <laughs> no, I actually care what you think. <laughs> Sorry. Is it all right now, or is it still out? Still doing it, buddy. Still doing it. <laughs> um, l- try this. <laughs> no, don't try that. Try. Uh, I-, I apologize for people at home. Try. Uh, can you just go audio and and not put a video out and see if um if that makes a difference? Yeah, I guess so. See How if that, that makes make any difference. Can you guys hear any difference? Cutting yeah. out a little bit, I think. You're still cutting out. Yeah, you're still cutting out. Um, we'll, we'll work with it. Um, we'll move on to the next topic. Anyone else have anything? Sorry, anyone else have anything to say about the uh, the change in in the steel for the Cybertruck? Um, one thing that I mentioned in the article too is just that uh, SpaceX and Tesla are both developing new materials. So I'm wondering if they're just trying to streamline everything as well. Like SpaceX has switched their stainless to so now. Cybertruck just has to. Oh, good point. 
That's a good point, Mark. And you know what? Once again, that is what you call, folks, someone that reads the articles. <laughs> Unlike me. So yeah, no, that that's very that's very plausible. That makes total sense. I mean, like Franklin said, Tesla is not in the habit of making thing making changes that is a detriment to them or the end consumer. So I okay, think so it'll be a win-win. Before we get off the topic of cyber trucks, um, yeah, since we have all three of you here who've seen it, and I've not. Uh, what's your impression in person? Because obviously you've seen it online. So if you're someone like me, you've only seen pictures of it. You haven't had the opportunity to see it. Is it as big as it looks? Like, <laughs> it's what, what's your thoughts? I, I know it's this has been covered like a million times over. It doesn't matter. There's like, okay, Mark, you've seen it most recently. Um, do you want to talk? Well, briefly about that yeah so i saw it at the peter sonata museum cool. it was open just for a week or so so the i would say actually it was smaller than i expected just because everyone had said it was huge so i was kind of like okay is this going to be like as big as the room or something and it seemed similar to regular trucks so i i didn't notice a huge size difference but maybe it's just because it's more boxy that people thought it looked larger but a lot of the photos from people who went to the museum seemed really glossy. And even my photos seem like that too. But up close in person, it actually didn't look glossy at all. So I'm wondering if it just had to do with the lighting in the museum. But it seemed kind of like a brushed metal, like kind of a soft, maybe a little darker silver. So it actually wasn't, it doesn't look exactly like what the photos suggest. Yeah, no, that's true. I, I've noticed exactly, I, I echo exactly what you're saying, Mark. Seeing it in person, and, and you know, this goes to say about many things, right? especially uh, Tesla's. I never saw the why until just a few months ago in person. And when you see it in pictures and online and videos and all that, it doesn't do the same justice. It doesn't do justice that compared to when you see it in real life. And yeah, it's in my opinion, when I saw it and, and you saw it in the day, which is awesome to see it. Uh, we saw it at nighttime, Ryan and I, we went down to the reveal back in November and Correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, uh, jump in at any time. I thought that seeing it at nighttime with all the bright lights on it and everything like that, it lit it up, obviously. But it had some sh – it, it was shinier in terms – when I say shiny, not gloss. I agree with you, Mark. It wasn't glossy like some of the pictures make it look like. But it's it was very reflective, like certain angles because it's so angular. Certain angles, it made it look very reflective, like almost blinding at time. And once again, there's bright – spotlights probably from every angle uh at, at the uh, studio there so it that could have been it but when it came up on stage it looked very matty but when it was driving around doing test drives and we wait we're waiting in line for those four hours was it four hours oh yeah yeah <laughs> he just laughs yeah it was four hours um yeah it, it seemed very at, at certain angles it looked very very shiny yeah so mark i noticed on your photos there was um like Dax and Ryan never got the opportunity to get the test drive. On your photos, there's uh, rope around it, so you obviously never got to touch it or see inside or anything, right? So you could kind of see inside, uh, but what I was trying to get some answers to was like, what does the inner door look like? Because that's what a lot of people had been asking about. Yeah. And you couldn't see because the windows were so tinted, but you could kind of still see the, the horizontal screen and you could see the seat detail and that kind of stuff but there's too many shadows around the doors. And yet some people were touching it, but you couldn't really go inside of it. You had to be like a couple of feet away. 
So I, none of the pictures really turned out uh, taking pictures of the interior. The easiest thing you could see probably that was the most dramatic was just the sunroof because uh, that was like so bright when you looked from a lower angle because it's all clear. So that I think in the daytime would really light up the car. Hmm. No, it, it, it was for lack of a better word, at least for me, it was pretty striking when I saw it. Uh, it's awesome. I, I fell in love with it. Normally I would say right away. I fell in love with it right away after five minutes. If that makes any sense. <laughs> it's definitely a big change to uh, traditional trucks. Um, and speaking of change, city street lights are changing. <laughs> oh, the master of segues. Yes, Franklin, they are changing. And thanks to Tesserati, they put out an article that tells us about it. The, the autopilot lane change feature that we have on, on our autopilot for uh, city streets, uh, traffic lights and stop signs and everything, it's soon to be enhanced. Now, once again, no date exactly, but Elon uh, mentioned in a tweet that changing lanes, because you know how we can, with autopilot, navigate on autopilot, we can change lanes uh, on the highway on the freeways and stuff like that, where it'll do it by itself on nav, nav on autopilot. Uh, well, it won't do it itself, but it'll prompt us to do it itself that it wants to change the lane. Well, now it's going to do it on city streets. And that just goes to show you the advancement of full FSD, how it's getting better, getting better. Just, and I don't want to ruin it. Uh, yep. Our next topic, we'll talk about that. Might We probably should have done this the other way around. But yeah, where is it? It is... Was it a tweet? I think it was a tweet. I can't find it here in the article. But in a nutshell, uh, this Tesla already art article talks about uh, the traffic light and stop sign control function, how it's um, maturing. And in a few months, Elon says we're going to have a, it be, a, be a, actually able to change lanes. What I'm excited about, well, first of all, do you guys find that exciting? Are you looking forward to that? So well, I'll go first. I'm a huge supporter of FSD, as everyone knows. Um, However, this is not exciting. Uh, I think they wah, have wah, to... Wah. <laughs> it, it is, it is, on the grand scheme of things. But um, I think they need to change their system dramatically because uh, right now it still uses maps to determine uh, like streetlights and stop signs and stuff. Um, I've been meaning to record it. There's one set of lights that used to be a stop sign and the car registers as a stop sign rather than lights um, just because it's using map data, map data rather than camera feed. Um, so I think that will be the most exciting change that is coming, uh, because that'll fix so many issues all in one go. Yep. So as exciting as these small things are, uh, I think that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. And I don't think we're that far away from seeing that. Uh, I think we're going to see that in October, November, and that, that, that will be the most exciting thing to come to our car, uh, in a very long time because of how, like, it's a fun, huge fundamental change of how it does things. And I know yeah. we're like super far off topic, but uh, no. this is this is cool. But uh, I think like we need the next step for this to be working properly. Basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, it's it's baby steps, right? Um, I mean, it's yeah, you're right. It's 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 not the big huge leap, but it's it's getting there. I, I found a tweet where he was talking about it. He said someone had asked him basically if if asked him something about. Uh, changing lanes on, on the streets. And he says in a few months, uh, it'll be in a production release. He already has it and it does it in the alpha build. So we all know, or if you don't know at home, Elon in his, 
I guess it's a Model S. I mean, is it an? Yeah, it's an S. Yeah. He has he he tests out the the Alpha build, uh, basically the the latest and greatest uh, one that the engineers put out, and he tests it out. And so he's always doing stuff ahead of us. So if he's been testing out and he's excited about it and he thinks it's good, then you know they'll they'll do a early release. Uh, what's it called again? The early access program. Early early access program. Uh, to just a few people, and then we'll see how it goes from there. And they'll be go ahead. Look at all his timelines for all his releases, though, and it all it all makes sense if you think about it. Um, every major test release is in like September, October, November ish. Um, when did he? He said the full rewrite is coming in like three or four months. This is coming in a couple of months. I think this is part of the full rewrite. We're gonna see this when we see the full rewrite, and the full rewrite is gonna be a part of the next major. Uh, Tesla update, which will be in the fall. Yeah, I'm I, I'm ho- holding you to it, buddy. I, I'm just kidding. I'm really <laughs> go ahead. I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping you're correct because I'm waiting for that rewrite too. I mean, I think it'll change things. And he mentioned that he mentioned when the rewrite comes, they'll start turning things on slowly but surely as they prove themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of them. Like this yeah. is one of the ones he was talking about. Yeah. yeah. What What's your opinion, guys? Ryan and Mark. I, I'm a little. I don't know if maybe we got too little information to know exactly what they're referring to because lane changing on city streets, like I, I know for the highway stuff, Google, like if you were to put that into Google Maps, it would show you what lane you have to be in or like what right three lanes you have to be in. And then if autopilot's using that, then that makes sense. Like there's something to go off of. But I don't know that that's usually the case on city streets. So I don't know how exactly it would know what lane to be in unless maybe it's just using the cameras. But if it's using the camera, it might be too late as well to make the choice if there's like traffic. So yeah. Sure if he's just talking about auto steer will be like basically perfect on city streets, but it won't be like a I'll do your turns for you type thing. Or if he's talking about literally it'll get you in the right lane, but you still have to make the turns. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys think? I think that's what it is. It, where it'll, it'll get you in, in the right lane. It may change lanes if someone in front of you is going too slow or you're coming up to an intersection a kilometer away where you have to make a right and it'll get you in a right lane if it's multi-lane. Whether whether it'll actually do the lane change, I it I don't think that's what they're pertaining to here in, in this um, article. I think that that in itself I think is gonna be a hard thing to do. There's gonna be so many edge cases with that just changing a lane. I mean sorry, turning a left or a right. I think that's gonna be hard. That more than likely I would be shocked if that comes out before the rewrite i mean i we, we know it's possible but like i said last week on when we t- talked about this it's it's probably possible with the current software we have right now but it'll be probably i'm hoping it'll be a lot easier and a lot more successful in the rewrite do you think we'll see uh like tesla always does all these features gradually uh what's your thoughts do you think we'll see right and left together or do we think i i personally think we'll only see right turns at first oh um, yeah and then eventually we'll see lefts. Yeah, because yeah. l- lefts are harder. Yeah. I think lefts would go first because they're more defined. Like if you do a right, you might hit a biker or a pedestrian, but that's oh. not going to happen when you make a left, Good especially point. if there are lines on the left turn. Um, you can still yeah. hit people on, on the left <laughs> turn, though. <laughs> yeah, whenever you're talking about an intersection, an intersection-related turn, yeah, you've, you've got 
so much potential for uh, pedestrian interaction. Yeah, I didn't think about that. There's still cases now, like even, that's what I was kind of thinking, maybe out of street on city streets just means it'll get better than what it is now because there's a few wider intersections around me where it kind of has trouble determining what lane it should be in when it goes through the intersection because it's so wide and there's no lines. Yeah, and I guess, and that's where a big red steering wheel comes up on your screen, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not just for going straight, that's not for turning. Yeah. Not to mention roundabouts too. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm waiting because where I live here in Southern Ontario, I've got tons of roundabouts, especially in the new developments. Like any new development that's coming out with new streets, no one's doing stop signs anymore. It's all roundabouts. So yeah, I'm looking forward. And I think when they do roundabouts, that tells me that they're able to map and track the roadway very precisely, and which in turn may lead to the the acing of the left turn. But, hey, Mark, a uh, little coding humor for you. If, uh, people, if they get stuck in a loop, it brings up to a whole new meaning. Ha, ha, ha. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that I, if it can stay in the loop for that long, that might be okay. Okay, I'm changing my my um, my name tag to 25% didn't get this joke. <laughs> so basically there's loops in coding where it just keeps running over and over. So in this circumstance, if they're stuck in a loop uh, in a roundabout, just keep going around in a loop, literally. Thank you for that, Franklin. Yeah, no problem. That's, that's what I'm here for. Yes. <laughs> no, but you know, it, it, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, hammer this topic to death too much, but when Mark brought up the topic of uh, pedestrians, when you're making a left or right, that makes me think, I never thought of it before. Like right now, Tesla, the cameras have to, and the computer has to take into consideration everything on the road, whether it's cyclists, pedestrians, everything. Now it's going to have to take into consideration things on the sidewalk. And depending on how far the sidewalk is away from the curb and the roadway, I mean, that that's going to get tricky because, yeah, say there's a kid running on a sidewalk, not looking for cars and running running because they've got the red light and they can cross the street, or a cyclist on a sidewalk and they're going and you're trying to make a right-hand turn. If that car doesn't see it, it's game over. <laughs> there's also uh, can you hear me okay now? Yeah. 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 Don't so jinx it. There's also the interaction too, right? Like some people, when when you're making a left, they start walking and they stop halfway and then they'll wave you on. They'll say, okay, you go ahead. How does the car? Exactly. Trip? Yeah, true. That is very true. My my wife. Uh, and so. You see, you jinx yourself. Now you're breaking up a little bit. My, my wife t told me a story just a few weeks ago. She was riding a bike going through an intersection. And if she didn't stop and let the car go, the car would have hit her. And I've always told her, I've always told everyone that when you're on, whether you're walking, you're a pedestrian or a cyclist, and you're coming up to an intersection, always try to make eye contact with that driver. Because if you don't make eye contact, you're just assuming. And if they don't see you, you know, terrible things can happen. So always try to make eye contact. But you're right. With a, an, a fully autonomous car, what, you, what are you making eye contact with? The camera? <laughs> that, and I that, think that, too, on the moving targets, too, because like I think we saw in – Andre's video that uh, like it can identify people with stop signs, like holding stop signs. So it knows kind of what that is, but that's pretty stationary. But once you get to moving people, like I've seen some cases where there's a biker in the bike lane, which is fine. But then when my car is coming up to it, it doesn't know exactly where the person is. So it starts slowing down, even though it doesn't need to. Yeah. 
because it can't pinpoint exactly that the cyclist is in the bike lane versus in the road. So maybe the rewrite will just give it more processing power to make it more exact on where the people are. Yeah. Well, it's ex ex exciting times. And with every update, I mean, what uh, this will this will be an interesting question for you. Well, maybe just for me, maybe not for people at home. What um, software vo uh, version are you guys on currently? Don't say you have to check, Franklin. You should know this. Ryan, I know you're on 20, 24.6.9. Right. Yeah. Mark? 24.6.9. Yeah. I've been on that one for quite a while, and the last few pushes, everyone's been moving to that. Yeah, I, I, I was on the 26.4. Uh, sorry, the 24.6.4, and just, just yesterday or the day before, I went to .9, and obviously from what everyone's discovered and if you're at, at home and you haven't discovered it yet it's basically a bug fix if you're already on the 24 version but there is a new version coming out uh, that is in the loop and this article you see on your screen is from uh drive tesla canada our friends there and it's uh 20.28.5 so they got they've gone from 24 to 20 28 a month later, I guess, because correct me if I'm wrong, guys. These th these dots go by month, right? Is that, the first, I, or the second number is the month of the is year. A month. Exactly, that's what I thought. And then the dot, the third number is just a revision. So they're on dot five, uh, twenty eight dot five, and in that one, it it actually enables. If I, it's a few a, a few little things, but the big thing is that now we don't have to do the exact speed limit when we're on city streets for the um, for the traffic lights and stuff like that and, and the stop signs. We can actually go back to how we had it before with the five miles over or the 10 kilometers over. So it's a small thing, getting back to what we were saying earlier with, with Franklin. It's a small thing. It's baby steps. But it to me, that's a big thing because I don't know about you guys, but doing the speed limit, it sounds bad for me to say, but doing the speed limit drove me nuts. And in my opinion, was a little dangerous because I don't, I don't know about the states. I, I'm, I can only assume, but here in Canada, doing the speed limit, uh, even on city streets or the highway, can be dangerous because nobody, nobody does the speed limit. <laughs> Everyone in the United States, I'd say as well. Well, especially California. Yeah, go ten miles per hour over. So this is only five miles per hour, but still, that's considered slow. But it's not as slow as the speed limit. Yeah, and, and I'm 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 totally comfortable with that. I'm in Canada. I was laughing. You know how bad my city is. Like Yeah. <laughs> my city, the average going speed on the highway is like 30, 35 over. Oh yeah. Like I'm, you're doing 135 and a hundred, and that's just like normal speed. Like everyone does it, right? Yep. And for people at home, uh I'll have you know the city that Franklin is from has the highest insurance rate in the country. <laughs> If you reside in that city, I can you confirm the highest premium. Yeah. Yep. And for a reason. Well, they they told me they're like, you know, once you hit 20, your insurance is gonna go down. Oh, yeah. And they're like, I hit 20. They're like, once you hit 25, your insurance is gonna go down. Now it's once you hit 30, your insurance is gonna go down. So I'll find out next year, but we'll see. Yep. I heard I heard the same thing too. Also, for all you model S and X owners out there of a newer model S S and X. Uh, in that release, also, Elon tweeted out that your charging speed is going to go up to 250 
uh, from, I think it was what, 225 or 220 is what it maxed out at. So in order they, in order for them to get that, they uh, increased the size of the wiring and stuff like that and the cables and stuff and things like that. Now, it doesn't do he, – he very quick to mention that it doesn't do the 1,000 miles per hour charging, and that's only because of the, 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 the size of the battery and the speed of the charging. But it does the power, does the 250 kilowatt. So that is big news, uh, in my opinion. It, there's a few other changes in that software. I think that one's the one where you can turn off the passenger HVAC too if yeah. – if, if there's no passenger in the seat, just to make it a little more efficient, I guess, which is good. My Kia Soul had that in an eco mode where I could turn off uh, all the vents and just have the vents that pointed to the driver's cockpit area, and only that worked. And that that made a big difference, believe it or not, in the winter time. So, and that was a 2016, 2015 Kia. So. It's good that they've actually they're using the seat sensors and they're able to um, to work that out and and bring that cool little small but cool little feature to us. You guys have an opinion on on the on the new software coming? Um, okay, I'm a, little, I'm a little confused about the air thing because I guess it makes sense if there are people in the car, but if you were to turn on your air from your phone, does that and no one's in the car, does that mean it's still just the driver's seat or? Sorry, say say again. Like if you, um, if no one was in the car and then you try to turn on the air while you're like walking to your car from your phone, would that turn on all the vents or just the driver vent? Oh yeah, no, I think I, I would, I'm assuming here, Mark, but it's a good, good point, but I'm, I'm assuming that it's going to blast. Like if it's got to cool down the car in the summer or heat it up in the winter, it's going to use all the needed vents to warm up the cabin to the desired temperature or cool it down to the desired temperature. And when and only when you open the door and you sit in that seat, it's going to turn off what's not needed. Because I'm pretty sure it does that for the back. Don't quote me on this, but for the Model 3, I think when you're cooling it down, for example, and the cabin is hot in the summer, it cools it down. It uses the back vents and everything. And then when you sit down in there, I think the back vents go off. Anyone, anyone at home, if they can confirm or deny that, uh, I'm assuming. I'll be the first to say I'm assuming that, but I think that's how it works. Oh, by the way, folks, uh, anyone listening at home live, or sorry, not listening, watching, or even listening at home live on YouTube as we're streaming this live on, uh, what is it, Tuesday night at 1046 <laughs> Eastern time. If you've got any questions, anything you want uh, us to answer or any, you know that saying, no question is a dumb question? Or I think I think I butchered that saying, but some some along those lines. If you have any questions, throw it down in the comments, and we will we may not get to it right away, but we will get to it. Um, we have Franklin busy as a bee there monitoring the chat sessions, and if you have any questions or you have an input or or a comment while we're talking about a topic, uh, get involved. Let us know, and uh, if it's a worthwhile comment, and if I'm able to see it as I'm talking. I'll uh, throw it up on the screen there for everyone to see, and then we can ask further. At the worst, we always get to it at the end. So if we don't get to it right yeah. away, don't worry. I keep track of all of them. So he does. He writes it down <laughs> in my head. In <laughs> his no, head. I, I remember everything. <laughs> He's like an elephant. Uh, moving right on, uh, right along, we have two more topics we're going to touch on, and they are um, as I bring them up. Right here, yeah. 
Oh, Model Y. We haven't talked about Model Y all night, which is surprising because usually by this time we talked about how the uh, production is going so terribly <laughs> and the quality issues and everything. We're not touching on that tonight. Uh, we'll maybe touch on it later. But leasing has finally come to the Model Y. Now, when I say finally, I shouldn't say finally. It's not like we waited a long time. Actually, if anything, I think it came pretty quick. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think it came quicker than it did with the Model 3. Way quicker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so now this is only US leasing. I don't I don't believe Franklin, let me know if I'm wrong or, or Ryan. I don't believe that uh, it's here in Canada yet. Do they even have a, a leasing for the Model 3 in Canada yet? Through Tesla? No. No. Okay. Then it would definitely wouldn't be for the Y in Canada. So 499 a month in the US. Now, like I always uh, brag about and I always show off that I didn't do the the research here yet. I didn't read the full article. By the way, this article is brought to the, uh, you guys by uh, Inside EVs. So all I know, it's a sorry. Okay, I thought it was four ninety nine. Okay, it's four ninety nine for thirty six months with forty five hundred down uh, at signing, and it's a ten thousand mile per per year lease. Now, what what I don't know, and maybe it's further down, and I'm too lazy to to scroll down. Is it like the Model Three, where at the end of the three years you got to give it back? And Correct. They, it, there's yeah, no option to buy. It'd be the same. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, because they want their fleet, right? Yep. I want the fleet too. Yeah. I, I know how they feel. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. No. It. It. This time around, it's much quicker. So during the same production of the Model Three, I think they're only still making maybe like twenty or thirty a week at this point. Um, of the three, like it took them a very long time to ramp up to what we have. Uh, so the Y, like the Y's ramp has been like ridiculous. So seeing leasing this quick is actually like a positive thing because they're actually able to ramp up production uh, much faster, much much faster than before, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's as we talked about before. That has a lot to do with just the way the car is so similar to the Model Three, and all the all the mistakes they learned from with the Model Three and and the Model S and X, they moved on. To well, the, oh, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Thanks, uh, Franklin. Didn't Elon say that the body shop is like 30% smaller for the Model Y? So that must make it a lot faster just in general anyways, just to build it. Exactly. The, just that rear rear end, the, the casting, the two-piece casting, probably saves, saves uh, production a lot to do that. And I've heard that they're closing down the factory in Fremont for a short period of time. I don't know exactly how long because they're upgrading their equipment to make that uh, casting from two pieces into one single piece. So mm -hmm. that's going to, you know, have some kind of production efficiency, I'm sure. That's okay. okay. So since we're on the discussion of production, um, what would it be? I guess in March, April, no, yeah, I don't know. May-ish, whatever. Whenever I posted the last time that Tesla called me about the production of the rear wheel uh, Tesla mo or Model Y, I guess it is. Sorry. Um, just, yeah, okay. So they called me about the Model Y and they said, hey, you should get in the next month or two. And obviously that didn't happen. Um, and I was very clear on who, like on which model they were talking about. And I must have asked the guy like five or six times. He probably thought I was crazy. I didn't know what I was buying or whatever. Because I was like, you sure it's the rear wheel drive? You sure it's the rear wheel drive? And uh, long story short, I got a call yesterday um, saying, hey, are you ready to take delivery on your rear-wheel drive? 
uh, it should be here uh, by the end of the year, is what I was told. Uh, so I actually got them to send me an email uh, this time around. Because um, the last time around, I, like I tweeted about it, people were like, yeah, uh, you must be lying or whatever. Like, I have no reason to lie. I'm just talking passing on what I'm told, right? Yep. And this time around, I actually got an email about it and all that, um, which is cool. But uh, they are looking to deliver rear-wheel drives by the end of the year. And um, they did try to upsell me on an all-wheel drive. So the first thing he goes is like, hey, are you in desperate need? Do you need your car quicker? I'm like, no, I have a three. Um, I didn't tell him my whole plan is like, hey, these are just for robo taxi. There's no rush, right? But <laughs> back of the line for you if you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, he he did say like, if you need it quicker, you should get an all wheel drive. He goes like, if you have to call us, just give us a call. We'll help you get into the. Uh, how did he word it? Like the proper car for you. Um, so they're definitely like trained to try sales- to up. Yeah, it's a sales salesperson lingo. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like that where. Um, like I know Tesla's not big on the whole sales thing, but they know if you're already interested in the vehicle, all it is now is like an like upscaling, up upselling, right? Yeah. So, but anyway, the rear wheel drives are coming. I've been told by the end of the year is when I should be ready to take delivery. And uh, yeah, that's my story from yesterday. Nice, that's exciting. Well, what's the difference between the rear wheel and the all wheel here in Canada? Seven grand, six, six or seven. From when I locked in, plus FSD with the price increasing, I'm still looking at uh, when I calculated last, it's about eight, eight and a half. I don't remember when it was, but didn't Elon post like a week or two ago or something about that there's not going to be a rear wheel drive standard, but a rear, there'll be a rear wheel drive long range? Correct, yeah. Yes. Well, that might did, change. did we? Yeah, does that change the price? Uh. So my price hmm. hasn't changed because my price isn't a pre-order. It's like an actual reser- It's like an actual order of a vehicle. It's not a like wait in line thing like the three. So I already picked out my full build. Like I have an actual purchase agreement with Tesla that they have to honor. So yeah. even though they got rid of the standard range, uh, why? Like mine will still exist. Maybe that's that has to do something with the price lowering as well. So it'd be easier to transition those. Into the long run, yeah, yeah I think that, so. that that wasn't one of the um, topics that I that I we spoke about tonight. But I I wanted to talk about it, but I figured so many other people and so many other podcasts have talked about it about exactly what you guys are talking about. How the Model Y went down in price, and they basically announced that there is going to be no SR plus right. or, or or standard range, but there's going to be a long range, and the long range is going to have a significant uh, increase over over 300 miles. So that was exciting. And then, then Elon alluded to something to do about pricing. Someone asked him about pricing and he did one of those wink, wink, nudge, nudges. Like I'm not supposed to be saying this maybe, but it's going to be. So yeah, I'm hoping so too, because I was one of those people that I was waiting for the, if I am going to get one for my wife, I was waiting to get the standard range because I just figured we did, we don't need two cars that go 300. But if, they're going to bring the the real wheel drive in a standard range or close to standard range price. Hmm. Obviously, it's going to be a no brainer for people. But something interesting when you're talking about how your price is locked in, Franklin, 
they were, I was listening to a podcast, a Taylosev EV podcast, and he was, those guys were talking about, by the way, I got to get Taylosev on, on the podcast soon. We're in talks. Um, they were talking about how it happened. I, I think it happened with the S and the X, but it, I definitely know it happened with the three and now it's happening with the Y where it's like, if you get the beginning, if, if you get like one of the beginning car or the, the first production cars, you, yeah, you, you've locked in that price, even though if, uh, FST had, has gone up and everything, you've locked it in and everything. But then if you just wait in this case, model Y, what, three or four months, then the price drops that it didn't matter if you had pre-ordered back in last March and locked in your price, because now it's almost as cheap if sometimes in some cases, if not cheaper to, to get the discount and then pay the extra for the uh, increased FST and you're still on top. You're still coming out on top. So see, the way I see it for my circumstance, because I want to use it for a robo taxi. I want the most uh, energy efficient vehicle possible. You're going to do what? Is, <laughs> for a robo taxi. So I want the most uh, energy efficient vehicles possible. So um, these eight and a half thousand, whatever it is for difference that I'd be paying more for an all wheel drive doesn't actually make financial sense. Cause that kind of cuts into my uh, return of an, an investment. So yeah. yeah, that's, that's just how I'm thinking. So sorry, what you're saying is you won't, you wouldn't be interested in a, in no, a long range. No, I'm interested in long range, not interested in all wheel drive. Oh yeah. 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 Like sorry. the benefit doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense to pay more. No. Um, yeah. You don't care about your, the people that drive that are driving it, their safety. You just care about the money about it. Yeah. I don't blame yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's still safe, Dax. What are you trying to say? I'm kidding. Hey, uh, the three of us have real wheel drive cars. We don't have the only, the only, only Mark's the one with the, the all wheel drive. And ironically, we're the ones, the three of us in the great white North. And we can say that, or at least I'm going to speak. I don't want to speak for on behalf of you guys. I'll speak for myself and say the, the real wheel drive car is fine in the winter. Like I've told, I can't believe how many times I've had to tell people, no, it's to totally fine. You put a good pair of snow tires on them and you're totally fine. Would it be better with all wheel drive? Of course. Yeah. It, it definitely would be a little more stable, but, that doesn't mean that the real wheel is, is unsafe. I was just totally kidding about that, Franklin. Ryan. Yes. Are you, I, I, I we talk so often off air, uh, friends and stuff like that, but I've never, I don't think I've ever asked you, are you interested in the why? Oh, definitely. Um, cause I have two kids. Oh, that's right. Yes. I was thinking of getting it cause I was hoping it would be a, a lot bigger than the three, but apparently, the back seat is maybe an inch, two inches, maybe. Wow. Um, so it's not a huge, but I mean, my wife's in the market for a new car. If the lead comes to Canada, maybe uh, we'll get the Y. I, I don't know. Yeah. I told her either way, her next car has to be an EV. So yeah. <laughs> have you seen one in person yet? No, I have not. No. Oh, speaking of which though, I just found out today through some friends that, uh, there's some locations here in Canada. I don't know down down there, Mark. I, I'm a, It's got to be if it's up here in Canada that are offering test drives, and yeah. the, the the testers are performance ones. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty. Yeah, I mean, I, I, all the showroom showroom ones in the Bay Area pretty much are performance. That makes sense, right? I had a coworker drive one, and he's like, he's not, he's he doesn't need one ASAP, but he wants a Tesla eventually. 
So he said after driving it, it had basically the same defects as expected. Like I think it was around probably VIN 11,000-ish. So he just like, I'm just going to wait probably at least two more quarters to, until it's dialed in and then I'm, I'll consider yeah. pulling the Make, trigger. Makes sense. Makes sense. Because they, they never offered uh, test drive uh, models for the Model 3 so early. Like to get the test drives for the Model Y right off the bat, that's pretty good. Yeah, one, once again, it, it shows the, the progression and how, how faster they are, how more advanced they are in their production and, and everything than the Model 3 at the same time. Okay, can I share a quick story now? Uh, no, wait. moving on. No, let's, <laughs> I want to do, like, let's do quick, quick stories. So okay. talking about test drives, um, my next door neighbor, like directly beside me, is looking for a new vehicle. And he likes bigger vehicles, right? Um, he's like a taller guy. He likes the upper, like the bigger size vehicles. So he's loved my Tesla for the last like two and I don't know, quarter years or whatever it is. He's loved my Tesla. He's always like ranting and raving and but he's never actually been inside of it. So I actually gave him a test drive finally uh, in it. And he was like, wow, this wasn't just a vehicle that saved money. This is like the coolest thing I've ever been in. Um, so now he's actually looking to get a Model X just he, because of my test drive. Does he need a referral code? Um, I'll let him know you have. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. No, that's 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 cool. So once again, this isn't the first time for people at home that don't know Franklin. He is an ambassador in in Canada, or at least in Southern Ontario, for Tesla. He's you've given so many test drives and so many talks. Sorry, let me bring you off full screen there. So many talks to to random strangers and people that just walk by that you've sold I, i'm sure i don't know what the count is maybe you're keeping counting in your head but you sold a good portion of teslas well i don't even I, I have and i don't push my referral code i normally tell people to go online and uh just type a tesla referral and there's like you know one of a hundred thousand they can pick from from people spamming um another one was uh, mark the backseat baller and i were at a park a couple of weeks ago we're, we're playing with spamming the, yeah we're playing with his drone and uh, it got st stuck with signal or whatever. And we came back. We're like, what are we going to do? We started playing around with smart summon. And uh, it was like two parking lots. And we just started playing around with smart summon. And the number of people who stopped to look at it, at one point, the car, both our cars were like in between two other cars. And the owner came running over. He's like, did you hit my car? I'm like, no, no, no. We're just playing around with our remote control cars. He's like, oh, that's a Tesla. No, I trust Elon Musk. So he's like super cool about it. If it was one um, of you two dummies, he would have been happy. <laughs> trust Elon. Yeah. But long story short, we met um, a couple that was actually interested in buying a new car. Uh, the And the wife goes, wow, this is the best thing that's ever happened. Like, we actually got to meet you guys. And we give her, like, a full rundown of everything the car can do. And now they're actually going to be buying one. Awesome. So that's just from using Smart Summon inside of a a park just to have fun, right? Yeah, like, it just, just goes to show you the small little things, right? Yeah, and if, if you got time, because... All of us that drive Teslas, whether we want to admit it or whether we know it or not, we're ambassadors, right? We're ambassadors to Tesla. Why do you think Tesla doesn't spend one red cent on advertising? Because yeah. we're the idiots and the people that do it for free. But we do it happily and, and willingly, right? I, I, at least speaking for myself. Well, but, I think their features speak for themselves, too. So yeah. just True. the things that it can do, like it's not normal, really. There's nothing else that can do what it can do. I'll tell you in one of the shareholder meetings, one of the votes was uh, 
uh, the recommended vote was to vote against uh, advertising. Oh, wow. Recently or a while back? Yeah, recently. Um, it came in my my shareholders' documentation, like um, upcoming vote. And oh, said, cool. Uh, it recommended do not vote for advertising. So, Wasn't one of those votes, too, by some some shareholder guy to, to get Elon off the board, too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some guy that's doing this, and and every vote year or every year it comes up for vote, he always tries to get, and it goes nowhere. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, Mark's right. The car is easy to sell because of the feature set it has. Yeah. So like the fact that I can have my car driving around a parking lot by itself and play around with it like it's a jumbo size RC car, like that's Crazy. what sold them. It's not me. Like I'm not a salesman. I just really enjoy tech and I really love my car. Um, and I love talking about my car, so the car itself kind of sold itself yeah, to them, right? So, them, like, I have a similar story. Um, last week, uh, actually, no, earlier this week on on Monday, um, I had a I went to a customer's house, and he had seen my car before, but his wife had never seen it. And uh, he told her to go outside and check it out. And they had just bought an SUV, and she looked at the car from a distance, right, because of social distancing, so she couldn't actually sit in it or anything. And I just showed her some of the features. And then when I was reversing, it was making no sound. And she was like, wow, that's so incredible. And I just got an email today from him saying that his wife's now interested in buying a Model 3. There so you go. The car that they just got, the SUV. Oh, yeah. They're going to take a, a hit on that one. But you know what? For a good reason, right? So we have a question from uh, Philip. Uh, with Giga Berlin bringing new paint colors, what would each of you want to see come as a new cool color as a cool new color marker on the hot spot yeah, what color do you want to see you're a guest so i really like tesla tino's car and he got that oh yeah black color but it's like some dark purplish color and it has like a high gloss on it and it looks like you mentioned it looks like it's wet in person but it looks really sharp that's kind of the color i would want to see Ryan, yes. what's your thoughts? Uh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I like what I'm, I've been seeing a lot of them lately uh, on different cars. Like I've seen it on a Ford F-150 and on, a, on an Audi as well. It's like that wet kind of uh, gray finish. It's like a glossy gray. Like a pastel? Yeah, gray? But it's glossy. Yeah, exactly. It's pastel, but it's very shiny. Is that yeah. the Nardo gray? Yeah, I... It's like that. I, I think I think he's talking about the same one. Yeah, Volkswagen has it too, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I like that color. Yeah. yeah. Dax, what's your thoughts? Color. This one right here. Oh, you took K. Okay, I was gonna say yellow. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's not even the right right uh, tab. I was you have a you have a Corvette tab. up. Sorry. Yeah, I've got a picture of a yellow Corvette. Uh, you know what? I've always and I've seen some some people. Have, got their uh, model threes wrapped wrapped in uh, yellow and it looks good but i've always liked yellow I actually funny old story quick story i used to have a yellow car i had a um, 1988 honda crx all done up and everything it was originally red and i uh, painted it yellow myself no i didn't paint it myself I, I got it painted uh and it was very similar to the corvette yellow and i got so many compliments about that car it looked it looked sweet how long ago was that that was probably in the early nineties, mid nineties, mid nineties, I, I want to say, yeah, perfect or taxi, robo yeah. taxi. 
So I want to wrap mine yellow. The only reason why I never did is because I can't change the color of the car inside the screen, like on the screen. And my OCD would be triggered because I'd see like a bright red car knowing that it's yellow on the outside <laughs> and the colors don't match. And it's just a software update. Like let us fix the colors of the car. Uh, well, they, yeah, they, they've done that now with the rims. Yeah. 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 In one of the re- most recent updates, they've done it with the rims. It's, it's these small little things that you'll never see on a traditional car. Like, you know, um, if you look at Model S cartoon carts, the car from Borderlands, um, someone did it and it has, it's yellow, but there's like shades within it and it looks cartoon, but it looks really flat from every angle. The car looks absolutely ridiculous. Wow. So I was also thinking about doing that to mine, but with all the shades of red. So yeah. I wanted like a flat looking red from every angle. Um, but the quotes I got were like ridiculously high. So wow. Wow. Apps on other cars, they look pretty they're funky looking. The wraps? Yeah, that make the cars look like a like a cartoon, like an animated. Oh yes, yes, where they show the shading and the little lines. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Okay, yeah. 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 Yep. I see that on a model three. It looks it looks really cool. Our uh, our buddy Moss just got a wrap. Um, yeah, it's uh, Battleship Gray is what it is. Uh, his car is the perfect getaway car right now because if you look at it in person, it is gray. It's all 100% gray. If you take a video or a photo of it, it looks white. And I've compared it right beside a white one, and it, it doesn't matter what angle, how much sunlight, flash, no flash, dark, it doesn't matter. It always shows white in photos, but yeah. in person, it's gray. Is it color shifting? No, it's just it's just battleship gray, and it's just really weird. Wow. It looks right. wicked, but you're right because I saw the unveiling video, and I'm like, "What's so exciting about this white car?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's not white. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, you look at it in person; it's like night and day different. I apologize, Moss. I haven't seen that video yet. I I, I knew he changed color, but I haven't seen the video. I gotta go check out the video. Yeah. So his rims look amazing too. So, so just to end off, folks, I know anyone that. Uh, watching at home or is looking at this title of this YouTube video. And it says the, what, what, what is the title again? It's here the $1.5 million Tesla. Yeah. So one point, and you're wondering after an hour and six minutes, like these <laughs> idiots haven't said anything about this 1.5 million. What are they talking about? Dax is drunk again. Well, I'm not drunk. I just saved it for the end. And it's not a huge news or a huge article. It's just something I saw and I thought I'd, I'd throw it up there. Don't ask me why I titled the podcast that, but I thought I'd throw it up there. There is a original Tesla Roadster that someone in Europe is selling for $1.5 million. They're actually selling it for, where is it here? Um, 1.39 million Swiss francs, which works out to be $1.5 million. And I'm assuming that's American. Now, this Roadster, what makes it so... Uh, rare, I guess you could say, and why why it's fetching this. Whether they'll sell it for that price, who knows? But that's what they're asking. But if they do fetch it, it was manufactured in December 2012, and it has the elusive VIN. And I'm reading this. This is from Tesserati. This article, the elusive VIN of 2,500. And why you ask? Okay, well, that's just a round number. That's why they want so much. Well, no, 2,500. And it also has low kilometers. It has <laughs> 200 kilometers in eight years of existence. But you're asking why it's the uh, what's the big deal with 2500 VIN? 
it was the very last roadster ever produced. So it's the very last one ever, ever made. That's I, I, I could see why he's asking that much. Will he or she get that much? Who knows? I'll start a GoFundMe. You guys going to support? Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. Did we try that for Ryan a while ago? <laughs> Didn't it go very far? Yeah. Sorry, Ryan. I know you guys are talking. <laughs> so yeah so like i said we don't have to get in in deep conversation we don't even have to mention uh give, give our opinions on it i just thought it was it, if you're watching at home there's some pictures of it it is a white uh roadster it's got the carbon fiber on it and everything like that and it's it even has a doily like some kind of protective doily on the steering wheel so whoever bought this obviously bought it especially with the kilometers on it with no intentions to drive it much, just to keep it as a collector's and then one day sell it like it is like he is now eight years later, 1.5 million. If you guys had the money, would you buy it? I would not buy it just because I like, there are some of those roadsters around the Bay area. And I mean, it's in the museum too, the Pearson museum. Yeah. They're not impossible to find. And like, there's a little bit of maintenance required if you're actually going to drive it. Like it's a little harder to get the battery serviced and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And the Model Three is cool, so <laughs> I'm happy with my car. Yeah. No, I hear you. I, I just thought it was unique with, and I, so does the owner, obviously, uh, with that being the very last car ever produced, and for yeah. for him to keep it in such pristine condition. See, I think it depends on how much money you have, because I know someone who collects cars like this, um, just because he has so much money, he doesn't know what to do with. So he collects cars like this just to hold on and in hopes that the value continues to go up. Um, and then he sells them when they do, right? So there are people that will pay this amount of money for cars like this. Uh, maybe not this one, but uh, like if the, let's say the price was a little lower, he'd probably buy it in the hopes that it does go up over time or maybe he thinks it will, right? So there, there will be a buyer uh, eventually, right? Yeah, I'm sure it is. There will be like yeah. anything else, right? Just to get back to uh, Philippe's uh, question about the colors and all the stuff that we gave, his answer, he thanks us for our answers, guys. And his answer was to, he'd like to see a fairly bright green, not a lime green, though, but a bright green with deep highlights uh, it, when, it, when it, sh it shines in the sun. So thanks for that question, Philippe. Uh, this is near the very, very end. We're, we're going to take another minute or two. This is you did yours already, Franklin. This is the time of the show where, if any of you guys, any of my guests or myself has anything test related, a little, little cute, little quick story that is, like I said, is test related that uh, you experienced in the last week or two since we were on last. Um, give I'm opening up the floor for anyone that wants to uh, tell a little story about a little Tesla thing that they, a little encounter or something. So if you guys don't have one, I have one, a little quick little thing, but it's only like 30 seconds. So if you guys have one, I don't want to put you on a spot if you if you don't, so you don't feel like you have to. But, a, uh, I have a quick story. So sure. A couple weeks ago, there was a Tesla meetup, Tesla owner Silicon Valley. So I got to meet Kim Paquette, who's on Twitter. Oh, yeah. So Zach, Black Model 3. Oh, yeah, Zach. Well, they had both traveled pretty far to go to the factory. And then uh, we got to try the... Also, the burritos from Best Coast Burritos afterwards. Yeah. Which is also, uh, one of the owners of Tesla Owners East Bay has that restaurant. So it's actually quite a big turnout. And 40 ish, 20, yeah, exactly. 20 to 40 people. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> and so, everyone so, has asked, so it was fun. Oh, wow. Cool. 
Yeah, the photos of that event were amazing. Like my whole feed was just filled with burritos and oh, it was just so delicious. I loved it. Yes. We we here speaking of meetups and speaking of um uh social events and things like that, here in southern Ontario, as of Friday, today is Tuesday, as of Friday, most of of Ontario the province of Ontario is going to uh, go to phase three where we're allowed to have 50 people, a gathering of 50 people's and 50 people inside and a hundred people outside. So uh, the, the Facebook group I run for the model three Canadian group, so many people in the GTA have been asking me, when are we having a meetup? When are we, cause we had a, two or three last year, the year before we had it. So I guess everyone's conditioned, everyone's bored, everyone's cooped up and everything. So everyone's asking when we're going to do a meetup. Now that we have this uh, phase three going, we still have to be responsible and, and do the mask thing and everything like that. But um, there may be an opportunity soon, folks, soon that if you're listening at home and you, you're in a GTA and you want to meet up and have a little Tesla, a little Model 3. It doesn't have to be a Model 3, just a Tesla meetup. We'll be putting something together very, very soon. Well, It's in the works. It's in the works. I shouldn't say very yeah. soon. Soon. Ryan, you got a story for us? Uh, it's not really Tesla vehicle related, but it's more along the lines of because tomorrow is uh, their earnings call. Yes, the big day. So if uh, Tesla's profitable, uh, this will be the fourth time in a row, and uh, it's one of the criteria to get S and P inclusion. And it's not a guarantee that it's going to happen, but if they are, you know, profitable, it's uh the possibility so that being said i had um, a friend of mine who was dying to get in uh on tesla and he he ended up buying two shares good for him i mean it's expensive right like uh, he bought it at like um 1500 bucks that's like four grand canadian right but yeah it's like to get to get two shares yeah so that's that's my little story and then he was like telling me to, to buy some more so I could, uh, you know, we could all suffer tomorrow together. Oh, you know what? He may double his money. Like, and I only said, I know nothing about it. I think you had to explain to me last week about the importance or the validity of this SMP thing. But um, if anyone is like me and knows nothing about the stock market and doesn't know what this is about, listen or go watch uh zach and jesse they did an episode of now you know this just yesterday they released the the july 20th episode and um uh jesse in there talks about or sorry zach in there talks about um the ins and outs and he, he explained it in plain english and made made a lot of sense of how and if they uh qualify for the smp what can happen and how it's very very complicated way over my head but it made sense that it could, yeah, it could skyrocket. And, yeah. and some analysts are saying it could go up to easily 2300 per share. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't touch on the, the um, earnings call because that's tomorrow and, and we could sit here and speculate and uh, forecast all we want, but we'll have to wait tomorrow. When is it? It's after the closing bell, right? Yeah. It's 530. 530. Um, but I think some of the, hints dropped by elon like the fact that they were selling short shorts yeah and also he mentioned something about it was razor thin the break even so i don't know if that means they broke even or they were under breaking even or if they're over uh, you know you couldn't really say too much that would be more 
violating. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be careful. Real, real quick, I think it's the most shorted company okay. in the history of companies right now. Yeah, it, it it was, and it ever, and it still is. Yeah. Oh, I just, I never like to see ill will of people um, or people to do bad, but I really love to see when these shorts lose their. Sure, or shorts. <laughs> My quick story. I'll just we're gonna end off because we're at, at a, an hour and fifteen minutes. I don't want to belabor the whole Model Y quality issues or anything um, anymore. I've talked about it in the last two or three weeks. Made a couple videos about it and stuff. Like that at the end of the day, it's still the best car Tesla makes. It's an awesome car. These little quirks and issues will get uh, resolved. But I saw a a blue model Y. It was a dual motor. There was actually two of them. One, one of them was a 24,000 VIN number and one of them was 25,000 VIN number. And these cars were near perfect. I, I, I hate, I, I, I'm not making it up. I'm glad to say, I almost said, I hate to say, but glad to say that they were near perfect. There was one little paint blemish on the right rear, right side tailgate. Uh, sorry, near the taillights. It looked like there was some, dust underneath uh, the clear coat or within the paint it could be fixed but the alignment and like i said anyone who knows me before like i've said before i don't care about panel gaps or anything like that guys like it, it just doesn't bother me but these the, these two cars i saw the panel gaps were great from my uneducated experience uh the charge port that plagued the the Ys, uh, sorry, the white Ys that I saw. I saw three Ys and they all were, and I've spoken to, and I've seen some other videos of some other white Ys. I don't know why it was white. It was just the white ones for some reason had uh, the charge port uh, misaligned. This one on the blue one was perfect. It, looked, it, it was a perfect car. Other than that little blemish on the back, uh, I would not have uh, turned it down. It was, it was a near perfect car. So, they are getting better. They're at twenty five thousand VIN, so or well, they one, were at least. They're probably one probably last thing I want to sorry touch on is uh, Kimberly Beck said I'm watching for my mom's sake. She's eighty one, wants a Tesla. I love to buy her one. Um, yeah, if you can do it, go for it. She'll love it, okay. and she'll be much safer in it. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Uh, if you <laughs> oh, care yeah. about your mom, buy her a Tesla. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for safety, for safety. Yeah, it's the safest on the road. It, it really is. Yeah. Yeah. And she'll love it. Um, yeah. Don't worry about all the tech. The tech doesn't matter. You can drive it as a like a traditional car anyway if you really want it, and you still get the benefits of the safety of the vehicle. So, mm -hmm. sorry, Dax, to cut you off. I just want to make no. sure we cover that. Yeah. No, I I, uh, I was at the end of my story, anyways. But um, yeah. No, for some reason, on my control panel here to see all the uh, comments, sometimes it freezes. But I didn't I didn't catch uh, Kimberly's at the beginning, but now I got it there, and I just. Flash it up on the screen there for everyone to see. Thanks for watching, Kimberly. Thanks for everyone that, that's watching and then anyone that's Wait, listening. Before we go, I got. I was going to say one thing. No, I, was, I wasn't I was going to go. I was just thanking people at the same uh, time. But go ahead. Continue. So one thing on, on your comments about um, the production issues with the Model Y, I would say that it all, it all probably has to do with Tesla just trying to meet numbers, right? Trying to hit 90,000 um, deliveries. So a lot of stuff, can, a lot of the, most of the stuff that, was um that people were complaining about can be fixed after production so they probably said to themselves you know let's just get these out the door and we'll deal with the um the issues after the fact because oh, yeah. most of them would have been fixed in production 
but because they have to get them out and delivered, they probably said, you know what, we'll eat this one and uh, we'll just meet our numbers. That's what I would think. No, no, I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. That is exactly what happened. Now, the only argument that can be had there is when you buy an $80,000 car or $60,000 car, should you have to be keep, should you have to make all these appointments afterwards with Tesla service to have, have these issues, nagging issues, fixable issues, but nagging issues uh, fixed. That's like I said, when we, and we talked about it uh, previously, so I don't, I don't want to uh, dwell on it. I just, we'll just end it off here before we go. Uh, Mark, can you tell us a little bit more about your, uh, your app? Uh, in a nutshell, a little elaborate a little bit more than what you, you mentioned in the beginning, and then tell us where people can find you. Yeah, sure. So my app is at teslatip.com, so teslatip.com, basically just to gain more insight into your car. So it tracks some stats like your drives, your charging. It lets you see actually the raw data coming back from Tesla, so you can kind of get a feel for what uh, data the mobile app has access to. So it's kind of interesting. And then I've also started adding some um, stats that are aggregated across users. So nothing personally identifiable, but things like the update version or just to see the, the breakout of like yeah. models that the yeah. app will turn out. Sort um, of cut you off there. Is it Tesla tips or tip? Just tip, yeah, singular. Tip.com? Yeah. Okay, cool. yeah. Continue. I just wanted to throw that up. Yeah. Uh, so um, right now it's... It's free for all users. It's still kind of in beta, beta testing. So um, probably longer term, I'll have some kind of like maybe $5 charge or something for the site. But right now I'm still trying to kind of gather, make sure I'm covering all the use cases. Yeah. So I have like Model 3s, S, X, and Y. So I'm pretty confident that it's, um, yeah, it, it's pretty bulletproof right now. And special shout out to Franklin. He made a YouTube video on it. So yep. that's also really great if you want to check out how it looks before signing up. It's uh, like I've experimented with so many of these and I make videos with all the different ones. Honestly, it's my favorite one uh, so far uh, just because the interface is so simple and easy to use. So non-paid advertisement, by the way, like Mark gives me nothing to say this. Uh, I just really enjoy the service, right? And he does a great job. So look forward to see how it grows and um he his if you follow his Twitter account, they tweet out when new updates are spotted. And I think for the last two updates, he was the first uh, Tesla data aggravator to actually tweet out the newest updates. So cool. Uh, the cars that are on his fleet that are part of his thing are getting updates first. So if you want updates first, join Tesla Tip. Yeah, right. You heard it here first. <laughs> and and did you? Uh, I was looking for your site, so I. I Apologize, I, I missed if you uh, mentioned where people could find you. Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at CodingMark, uh, here in my name tag here, as well as just on teslatip.com. And yeah, you'll probably see my posts on Twitter if you're following the Tesla community. Cool, cool. Well, Mark, thank you very much for taking your time out of your busy schedule of coding and, and stuff like that and just life in general for joining us on this uh, silly little hour, hour and a half podcast. So thanks very much for coming on. No problem. I would be in the comments if I wasn't on the show. So yeah, yep, that's true. You you would. Ryan, where can uh, people find you? Um, nerdsforhire.com and uh, on Twitter at nerdsforhire. Yes, and Ryan, uh, I don't thank him enough. Ryan is a, a hardworking moderator at my uh, Model Three Canadian group on Facebook. 
that's where you can find me and um, on the Model Y group. I got a, a Canadian Model Y group. I also have a Cybertruck group. Look for me under Bailey MC on uh, Facebook, and you can find me there. Because I know Franklin's going to ask me. So that's why I beat him to it. Frank, Franklin, where can people find you? Uh, Mother Frunker on YouTube and at M Frunker on Twitter. And tune in for the next one, either next week or the week after. I have a special surprise for all the viewers. Tune into your channel? No, it to, to our podcast. To the podcast, yes. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh. special surprise Look for all the viewers. This. You are leaving people with little teasers and cliffhangers man you've been you've done this before haven't you you know you're an expert yeah. at this yeah. yeah well folks you have to listen to what franklin says i don't even know what he's talking about but i but listen to what he says we join me here next week next week or the week after like i said at the beginning of the podcast now that it's summertime we're tending to do them every two weeks so as the schedule permits it looks like it'll probably be in two weeks Roughly around Tuesday or Wednesday, just follow us on Twitter or or YouTube here or Facebook, and we'll announce it and we'll post it when the show's coming on, and you can check it out live. And if you don't want to check it out live, you can listen to us on the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts. I, my light's just dimmed there for a second. Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and what was the third one? Oh. Oh, the fourth one is Spotify. We just added Spotify. So check us out there, folks. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your time, folks. We will catch you later. Bye-bye.